Welcome to Sensibly Cynical. I have a very special episode for you. This is the Cynical Clip Show. I was thinking lately, I was like, man, I'm getting all these awesome guests, Ari Vox, Poltergeist. Um, and I was just like, well, what could I do to document these? You know, I did a clip show for episode 100, and that was awesome. The best of Sensibly Cynical. Go check that out. But I was thinking, I need, think I need to do an updated version of the clip show. Um, so I think I start off with episode 104. Gretel and Hansel. I I did this series, um, Sensible or Cynical Reviews. So basically, I would review a TV show or a movie and give it a positive, which is sensible, and negative, a cynical review at the end. And I had Fiorinus on, and this guy is awesome. He's actually going to be on um, next week when I release my Halloween special. But I had him on, and we reviewed Gretel and Hansel. The movie sucks. I mean, let's be real. And we document why it sucks. On August 7th, 2020, episode 104. So you said you saw this not too long ago? Yeah, dude, I, it's funny. So I watch a lot of horror movies while I'm sleeping, so I kind of watch this with, like, almost no sound the first time. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? I, so I actually watched this piece of shit twice. Because yeah. I had to see, okay, I was like, okay, there's no way it's this bad. I actually want to hear it. There's got to be a reason I'm not getting it. Maybe the fucking score. No, I watched fucking twice for no reason. It is terrible. Since more cynical reviews, you could probably guess. I don't want to spoil the ending, but you can probably guess what I'm leaning towards giving it. <laughs> but uh, let's. You know what's crazy about it is the, there's absolutely no budget, like five million dollar budget. So they went over by default. They made money by default. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's what a lot of folks are doing. Like, I felt like they were trying to really like capitalize on movies like The Witch that has more like a time period. Where, like, I mean, I I'll, I get in arguments all the time on fucking podcasts. I'll fight you know, The Witch is a good fucking movie. It's <laughs> social media sucks sometimes. It really does. But without social media, I would not have met Ink Panda. Um, on August 25th of last year, I had the pleasure of having Model Ink Panda from the DMV area, that is District of Columbia, Maryland, and Virginia, on the podcast for the first time. And this was an awesome interview. So I um, got a clip from that interview to share with you today. Episode 106, titled Modeling Industry, with special guest Ink Panda. Like, modeling at one point, you did have to be a certain way. You know, 
Banks, right? <laughs> yeah, you had to be Tyra Banks or Pamela Anderson, you know, like you had to be the, like, or Carmen Electra, you know, like if you weren't, you're out. <laughs> um, but now it is different, you know, modeling is not just runway. There is, you know, you, you can model for clothes, you can model for catalog, right. you can model for, for jewelry, you can model for wigs, you can model <laughs> for yeah. shoes, you can model for watches. There's all kinds of different modeling, and I don't think people think about those type of things. I can't believe it's nearing a year since I've had this guy on the podcast. Stoner Hendricks, an independent artist that does freestyles off nostalgic beats. On November 17th of last year, I had him on the podcast. So, I pulled a clip from episode 120, Sensibly Cynical Bars. My YouTube is going to be Third Eye Vision Space FES, and the third is spelled with a three and an RD. Um, my Instagram is going to be Stoner the Villain. And that's about it. And if you like, uh, if you like, you know, rapping over nostalgic beats, then I got it for you. And if you like real vibes, I got it for you. And um, also, if you like a good podcast, uh, sensibly cynical podcast, on uh, I think it's what is Podbean.com. So you know that's it. But I want to hit you. I want to hit you with this one, right? You see, I tried to be humble, but man, it's harder than it looks. Grapes just for the dollars I earned this position. I had nothing at all, but it's whatever I weathered the storm. I said, dirty ghetto villain, come with too much knees. I roll back to back, never too much weed. Before I put it on them, I put it on for the V's. I got the remedy, I swear I love my team. Now, let the light shine so I can find my way. I'm an MF doom, I should hide my face. S. Hendrix, they like my name. I surf so smooth, I'll ride that wave. You see, I tell them that this life's insane, and God gave us a son so we can find our way. But I'm kind of like a slave, chained by these shackles embedded under my brain, make it rain. These niggas is lame. See, I'm just trying to make it wave. That's it. My Not even a week after Sensibly Cynical Bars, comedian Liz Blatt joined me for an interview. Um, this was a really great chat. Um, we talk about some dating rules, some timeless dating rules. Boy, does she have some opinions on those. You will definitely enjoy this clip. From episode 121. I have Liz Flatt. She's a comedian from Texas. And she's talking about breaking down my rule number two, which is always hold the door open for a lady. Go ahead. Let's continue. I wanted to to get this out to the audience before we break this down. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Let, Let them know this is how I feel. Because I'm not saying that you should just let a door smack in somebody's face. First off, that rule shouldn't just be for women. I'm perfectly capable of opening every day. In fact, I, a lot of the times if I'm on a date, I will kind of like casually rush to the door just to get it myself so I don't have to worry about like, oh, they're going to hold open the door and I have to walk this like certain speed and like make sure that like they're there before me and that I'm there like right after them so I can get into that door space, you know? And it's just, it's a weird rule that I feel like people, I know for me, I just get stressed out about like, okay, and then it's like, if you forget to open the door, let's say, on an off day for you or your your father, then the girl's left thinking like, man, this guy's a dick. It's like, no, he's not a dick. He just forgot to open the door. He had, he, his elbow was itchy or whatever, you know? And so and so I just think that that's a rule that just kind of needs to be to be written out. And, like, especially car doors. It's like, oh, am I going to sit in your passenger seat and then you're going to walk around and open the door? I'm a you're, fully able you're talking, Yeah, you're talking about a guy who, uh, who took this chick to a prom in a Honda, okay? 
of us know march is the month for tournaments so i was thinking this year i was like hmm what can i do here at sensibly cynical for a tournament podcast oh you know what i'll rank the batman movies so i got a hold of Jaden and liam over at the no sequel podcast we ranked batman movies we picked out which movie was the batman movie of all batman movies but little did we know that we would have such a heated discussion on whether joker was to be included into this tournament. This clip is from episode 138 that was released on March 28th, 2021. Right, well, the main events, the main events, the tournament. Well, let's get to the the one below the main event. <laughs> All right. So the one below the main event is whether the movie Joker should be included into the tournament as the fifth seed. Uh, Jaden, you go first. Yay or nay? Nay. I think it's like a spin off of us. Like he's. Batman was barely, he was like, as a kid, so I, when I say Batman movie, I mean suited up, so. I don't know, I think, you know, what's the, is it like an unwritten rule? It's, I, I don't see it as a Batman movie. I think, I think it was literally just him as a kid. I will say, I think, I, I can see why you want to do it, I'm, I, I'm unsure, I'm like, I'm not sure if I should weigh in on this, because I'm not sure. Well, you know, you know what direction, you know what direction I'm going to go in.
Alright, Liam, you're stalling. Liam. Yes, I've talked myself into yes. Oh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna be the You guys win, I guess. I guess I'm be, hey, I didn't did I actually say I was gonna say yes? I'm reading your mind. Hey, for podcasting I'm gonna include him. Why not? Yes, so one day I'm just scouring through on Instagram, checking out different artists, R&B artists, rappers, MCs, DJs, and I run into this guy, Live Chaos. I mean, this guy, look him up. This guy is fire. Like, his beats are just, like, on point. So I'm like, all right, I got to slide into his DMs, see if he'll come on the show. And thankfully, he did. This was an awesome interview. This clip is from our interview, May 8th. Of this year, episode 144. Yeah, man, so talk about that. Like, what was it, the King of the Beats tournament? What was that? Uh, it was actually a shopping mall in Miami. And it's, uh, store. And uh, literally, they would push all the clothes aside, open up the space, the giant crowd would come inside. And, uh, yeah, they did a tournament, uh, you know, the winner of each. And the first battle, I, I wasn't even supposed to battle. I was actually going there to support my brother. And uh, they still had extra extra slots on the uh, competition. So, you know, I went and signed up for some fun. And uh, I went through two rounds. I actually ended up seeing my brother in the third round, and I got through him. It was a funny battle. It was a funny battle, obviously, because, you know, family relations and stuff. Uh, I got through him, got to the end, and, and I won my first battle then and there. And uh, from there, because I was in that scene, like, I, I was able to network and meet other people. I met H2O. I met a lot of, I met a lot of dudes who, who really excelled, you know. Uh, but back then, you know, they were just, you know, uh, meeting up and ciphering and things like that. But because of that, you were kind of in the circle. You knew which events were coming up. Plan in advance, you know, whatever was happening. But when was that? Was, this was, uh, I would say, about 2005. So, yeah, 2004, 2000. No, no, a little bit sooner. I'm sorry. Uh, I would say 2001. I started actually entering it, but it didn't start really building up. I think until around like 2004. I don't know if you remember when Eight Mile dropped. Eight Mile dropped. Yeah. For some reason, there was battles like every single week all over the place. There was like a skate car at school. Um, there was a, there was a battle on the radio station 99 Jams, which is a big uh, pop station in uh, South Florida. Right. And they, right. they would have a, a daily competition. It was kind of like a cypher, and, and they played a beat. And I held it down for a month straight. They had to retire me. They, uh, they awarded me an Xbox. But uh, I met some pretty dope cats along the way. How could I do a clip show and not include my friends over at Orku? You know, the idiots over there. <laughs> no, I love you guys. Z, Noob Noob, it was awesome having you on. Well... Noob Noob, it was supposed to be just you, but as the episode of the title states, this was an amazing show. I had a blast with these guys. Episode 151, July 9th, Z just shows up. I was supposed to delete the Noob Noob on Netflix from like a year ago. I put the, the new one, similar file name to the old one, and <laughs> I did like an amateur mistake and I clicked the wrong file. <laughs> You were just afraid that I was going to take over the podcast. They were going to be more enamored with me. And I don't like. I don't have a gun. I guess. I'll, I guess. Noob, noob, come back here, buddy. Come back. <laughs> I'll always come for you. Don't worry. You can always give me the No, man. So let's talk about this. Uh, talk about this Black Widow movie coming out. Why don't we hold up here for a second? Because you're not the first person to cancel Noob Noob. In fact. Wait, wait, wait. Who is this? This is Pirate Radio. You've got your main man, Z, interrupting this podcast. I'm sensibly cynical. But I heard that someone had canceled Noob Noob and, in fact, made a canceled Noob Noob t-shirt that you still may or may not be able to purchase amongst the majority of our fans. I figured, why not miss a chance to cancel him again? Because he is the king of cancel culture. Well, Z, we tried to call you on air last time. 
I thought you were too cool for us. Dial tone. And I was like, let's try to call Z. And then he's like, he's like, right now? I'm like, decline. <laughs> I was sacrificing my body, sweating in my basement, all, all over the place. It's your usual Saturday night, though. So why I got you here is Ari Vox, an amazing vocalist, songwriter out of D.C. Um, thankful to Dolores Gibbs for referring me to her. Great interview. And, um... Luckily, after the train wreck that was Z and Noob Noob, Ari helped get the podcast right back on track. Episode 154 on July 29th. That's kind of like, it's dreamy, indie, like rock pop. Eight or ten singles, I don't know. Yeah, you you find that process kind of um, gratifying, I guess, in a way, because you get to see immediate feedback of a particular song. Like, you get the feedback instantly, right? Um... Sometimes I feel like I don't really get gratification from like seeing people like my songs. I feel like I use writing music and releasing music as like a mental health coping mechanism because I feel like I can't communicate my feelings normally. So I bottle them up in a song and expel the song from my body, and then that's kind of like a way of coping with those feelings for me. I like to get more involved um, in other mediums as well, um, like acting um, and just being a part of films, short films and shows and stuff, whether it be voice acting or whatever. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite horror movie? Um, favorites are difficult. One of my favorites, I mean, I really like either like super campy, like tongue-in-cheek horror movies or... Um, yeah, I guess when they're self-aware, when any movie's self-aware, I really like, I really dig it. Um, one of my favorites, I guess, is, so, you know, Peter Jackson, who directed uh, Lord of the Rings. So one of his first movies that he directed is called Dead Alive, or Brain Dead, I think was the, the New Zealand version. Uh, it's like a zombie movie. It's like super fucking campy and hilarious. Um, came out in like 92, I believe. So that's probably one of my favorites I could watch over and over again. Just 13 days ago, I had the legend, the GOAT of horrorcore, Poltergeist OD. Um, Awesome guy, great Insta Live. Shout out to everybody who joined us. And uh, of course, can't do a clip show without hashtag Poltergeist OD. Interesting stuff you got. How'd you get started in uh, horrorcore, man? Uh, It's not like a fantastic story. It's basically like, yeah, my homie's an OD, like uh, Razor Wire, Nick Obscene. We met a long time ago in high school. I was always a metalhead. I grew up playing guitar and shit like that. I wasn't really into rap. And they were already into it, so they were rapping. We would hang out uh, in Matt's garage, and they would just like freestyle, spit rhythms and stuff like that over beats. And yeah, man, like I, I was just drunk one night, and I was like, fuck it, I'm going to start doing this. And they were like, this is dope. So I just kept doing it. And yeah, man, like the horror movie stuff just kind of naturally flowed into my lyrics eventually, just like being such a horror fan. It's, you know, you rap what you know, I suppose, and I pretty much only know about shitty horror movies. <laughs> a fun story if you don't mind well uh i just posted about this earlier today i just did a music festival called uh intersect art music festival in in high prairie alberta and uh the dj who i'm like thank god i happen to be familiar with like we're we're friends so like i went to him handed him my uh thumb drive with my beats on it turns out i gave him the wrong thumb drive and it had an old set with like three seasons i downloaded a mr bean on it yeah 
So he's looking at me. He's like, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. And I'm like, okay, I think I remember some of these songs. So I start out rapping, and the first few songs go well. And then this Mars Attack song I did called Ack comes on, and I haven't practiced that in years, at least a year. So I, like, screw up halfway through. I laugh it off, and then we, we uh, I do acapella for, like, four or five minutes. I go back into a song. I screw that up. I do another minute and a half and I'll come up acapella. I just like one thing. One thing I did learn doing that is that like you can screw up, but if you admit that you screwed up and you're only human and you just get right back into it, you show that you have the drive to entertain them there. Like that's all that matters, really. Mm-hmm. How's the pandemic changed like your strategy? I basically just been laying low, stacking up songs. I have about six ready to go. I've just been working on my videos and everything. Uh, I want to do this series where I break down like me watching a movie. Oh yeah, that's a big thing, man. Sports is doing that too. The watch along thing. That's in that. Just like a process video, me breaking down exactly everything I do from watching the movie to getting the song up on YouTube. That's cool, man. Thirty people might be interested, but eight, eight, we have eight. Just epic. And listen, it could have been much longer with way more guests. Every episode I've done lately has been fire, fire, and more fire. Check us out on Twitter at Cynical Sensibly. Instagram, we are Sensibly Cynical Pod. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you get them. And please follow us on Facebook. Coming up next is the Halloween special. I've been promoting it and it's finally going to come to fruition next week. Now, It is time for the results of this week's trivia question. I posted a picture on Instagram and asked the following question. What iconic pop star released this album in 2010? It was Christina Aguilera with the album Bionic. And shout out to our winners. Underscore Arlene Dabini got the artist and the name of the album right. And Abby underscore Mia got Christina Aguilera correct. Thanks again everybody for listening. Adios.